this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode. Um, whatever day you're listening to, it's Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday we release a new episode. You're probably listening on your way to work, school, or in your house, um, at your church, wherever you're listening to us. We are so grateful that you took out of your time to listen to our podcast. Eddie, how are you feeling? Doing uh, awesome, man. It's just awesome. I, and I say that more as in faith awesome because I'm tired and there's yeah. a lot happening. And, you know, work is getting crazy. It's the end of the year. Church is getting crazy because it's the end of the year. So there's always a lot of stuff happening. But I don't know if I, I've mentioned that here before. I know I've said this in conversation uh, that the fact that I'm busy is it, uh, lets me know that I have things to do. Um, I'm being productive. You know, I'm working, you know, in the like regular world, like I'm working, doing my thing, but also, you know, doing God's work. Uh, so that's good. So, you know, at least I could look back at 2018, even though we're not at our end of year episode, but whatever. I could look back at 2018 and be like, man, you know, I got a lot of things done and that's pretty cool. Yeah, anytime you're productive, that I mean, that always feels good. Same over here. Um, wrapping up this semester, you know, back at school, wrapping up the, you know, end of the quarter at school. It's research paper time. So I'm getting a stack of research papers, you know, every day, um, having to grade those. But Christmas break is around the corner. Yeah. And that's what is getting me through. We are officially 20 days away um, until Christmas. Have you done any Christmas shopping? Um, no, <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I bought like two things, but um, we have to we have to get started on that. Yeah, and I think you know this year we're my wife and I are definitely looking to do something a little different, um, a little bit more meaningful and a little sentimental also if that's how we want to say it. Uh, so you know this year won't be a traditional year of gift giving. Um, plus, you know, because we have other things happening and plans that we have in the works. Uh, but the fact that even if I have to grab a construction paper and make a homemade Christmas card and give it to you guys, um, I hope that a, you guys would appreciate it uh, or people that get it in general would appreciate it. Um, and B, you know, sometimes you don't have the means necessary to go all out and get people new phones or electronics or watches or this or that. But the fact that you took the time out to put a little something together and give it to someone, I think that people should learn how to appreciate that. Uh, so if you're out there and for Christmas, you receive a homemade card or you receive a uh, a well uh, thought out and meaningful text message from someone and that's all you got yo be grateful that at least yeah. somebody took the time uh to send you a couple of words of their appreciation of you yeah and i mean this is a time of giving back it's a time where i mean like we said a few weeks ago around thanksgiving that we um reflect on our blessings reflect on the people around us and you know, we encouraged everyone to let them know why you're grateful for them and just, you know, keep that keep that going even now after Thanksgiving and into Christmas. Um, and I think that's awesome. A lot of times we get caught up in the gift giving and the shopping that, you know, we forget to just stop and really say what we feel about somebody. So that's really cool. And, um, you know, talking about giving back, um, we have a pastor that made um, some headlines yeah. this week. Uh, pastor John Gray from Relentless Church. You may know him. Um, he was the associate pastor at Lakewood Church, Joel Osteen's church. He now has his own church, um, Relentless Church. 
And he um, just not too long ago, November 25th, it was on his Sunday service, did something completely different that made headlines, had people talking. And he was pretty much, you know, in his message. And um, he started talking about pulpit pimps who only mm. ask churchgoers to give, give, give. Yes. You know, and this is something I think that if we were to sit back, I mean, how many services have we been to that they are doing some type of offering or collection and it's like, you know, almost like you're at an auction, Yeah. yeah. you know, or how yeah. many can give this amount, you know, all those yeah. come up and give this amount, you know, and a lot of times that's a turn off for certain people and visitors yep. who go for the first time and first time churchgoers. And um, he kind of had some words about this. And he said, for too long, people have stood in a pulpit and told you to give, give, give. Very rarely have I seen churches stop and said, leave the baskets out. Let the people get what they need. This is what he said. He mm -hmm. told his people to stop, leave the baskets out and to let the people give um, to get what they need. And he said, we've got too many pulpit pimps who don't want to get fat off people but don't want to meet the needs of the poor people so they want to get fat off of people but don't want to meet the needs of the poor people i can't read today and <laughs> jesus said that's who you're supposed to be taking care of so pretty much what he did was he told his congregation to withhold their offering until they felt a connection to something that was being preached that day so he pretty much said don't give your offering until you really feel like you're connecting to what i'm saying yeah and then come up and give your offering and he kind of reminded them of the role of the church. And this is something that I think we all need to be reminded of. Yes. And he said the role of the church is not only to receive from the people of God, but to meet the needs of the people of God. And he said, I asked you to hold your offering until something in your spirit connected with the word. But the role of the church is also to meet the needs of the people in the house. Yeah. So he goes on and i think this was so powerful i mean it's on video if you look up on youtube this message you'll find it it's titled leftovers but he started calling out like are there any single mothers in here you know that you had an orange light in your gas tank when you pulled up where are you come to the altar mm -hmm. so he called all the single mothers then he called all the single fathers who had less than a quarter tank of gas he said come to the altar and it's crazy because in the video you see like all of these people literally going up to the altar there are people crying there are people weeping you know, and he goes on, he calls up widows, he calls up veterans um, and pretty much explains, you know, all those who are young in the church who aren't financially secure right now, you know, come up and, you know, take from God's blessing. And obviously he just tied it into his message of God doesn't give leftovers. You know, God um, provides and all of that. I just think it was an awesome example, yes. you know, to really show people God's provision, to show people the role of the church, what the church is meant to do and who the church is meant to be, that sometimes all of that gets lost in, yes. you know, the numbers and trying to get people to come and grow a church. And not only that, you know, I think that churches have the stereotype uh, that all the money goes to the pastors or all the money goes to the elders. And, you know, they have the voice, the royal voice, or they have the private planes and they have the mansions and they have the, you know, house in Cabo. Um, and we see this time and time again where the church is um, pre not prevalent, but it's easier for people in the outside to see how churches are quote unquote mismanaging the offerings um, where, you know, you have all these people that go and they give the little bit that they have, not because they're looking for a hand back 
or they're looking for the church to do something for them, but because they understand that I'm going to give up God of what I have because God will have a blessing for me somewhere down the line. Um, but we don't see the church exemplify them being the house where people can get uh, things that they need. And I think that, you know, with, uh, Pastor Gray doing this, um, it's the perfect example of the role of the church where, where I'm not saying that every week we need to have baskets out and just, you know, have it a free fall for people to go and get. But are you being of service to the members in your church? You know, if you know that there's a family that is going through a hard time, are you just praying for them? Or are you, you know, doing a compra? Uh, how do you, I don't even know how you say that in English. Like grocery shopping. Uh, grocery, I say Spanish. Uh, are you doing, you know, a gro- you, are you going grocery shopping for them and, you know, bringing it to them? You know, are you asking them, is there, are there any bills that they're behind on? Are they behind on their mortgage? Are they behind on their rent? Is there any way that you can help them to get their foot, you know, on, on in the right path. And I think that that is very important for the church to do because I've said it multiple times in previous episodes where, yes, prayer is awesome. It, prayer works. Prayer is powerful. Prayer can do miracles. But if you also have the ability to go beyond prayer, why are you not doing that? And I think that this is what this is showing, that the role of the church is to pray, to fast, to intercede, to do all the spiritual stuff that we're supposed to do. But on the terrestrial level, if you can give, if you can give an offering or if you can provide food or if you can, you know, provide assistance, you know, their their parents, you know, he mentioned single dads and single moms who are filling out applications and maybe they're looking for a job and work and stuff but it's difficult for them to go on these interviews and difficult to go reach out to get these jobs because they don't have no one to leave their kids with so can the church step in in that aspect as well where they can have people volunteer hey you know next week you know i have a day off if you want me to stay with the kids while you go out and do some job hunting and stuff i'm here for you like there's roles and things that the church can do to be of benefit to their members in the church that you know that maybe they need to start doing more often and i think it's awesome because it requires faith in both aspects faith of the people to give and faith that god will provide you know a lot of times we go to church and you know we have a little bit of money for offering and it's like you know it's either offering or this or do i give my tithe or pay this bill right and it takes faith to take that step and give what god tells us to give and requires of us but it also takes faith on pastor john gray's end you know to collect an offering you know he doesn't have a 100 member church pretty much a few thousand members in a few services this is not just one service their new church new church and he pretty much said it he said you know people don't know but it took me a lot to do this we are six month old church with no savings account We believe God every week, but the Lord told me to do this because if I trust him, whatever is left over would have to be enough. Yep. And I think that's so powerful, you know, and for him to have the faith and the obedience to say, you know what, God, I'm going to do this. You know, you know, we have no savings account. We have Mm -hmm. bills. We have this, that and the other thing, but I'm going to do this. So it requires faith not only in the church and congregation, but also for the pastor that is putting this in motion. Yeah. One thing that I like that he said as well was just know as the Lord keeps blessing us, we're going to do it more and more. We're going to start buying cars for women who are catching the bus. We're going to buy houses for people who have been renting. We're going to have more than what we need. And God's going to raise up entrepreneurs and they're going to have so much that they're going to sow into the vision. And we won't have to worry about offering. Offering will be extra. And I think that that is awesome where a pastor, a church 
is, you know, investing in their members because, you know, I, I, I've heard it many times in many churches or many whatever where, you know, oh, God is going to bring a businessman from so-and-so that's going to bless us or God is going to use that entrepreneur that's going to do so-and-so to bless us. But you know what? You have business people, you have entrepreneurs that are waiting to be awoken in your own congregation, but, but because they don't have people, they don't have a base that is um, investing in them or lifting them up, they haven't gotten to that level. So it's awesome to see when a church invests in their members. And I, and I go back to saying it there's things that you can do services that you can provide that you know there's scholarships that you can there's so many different things i can go on and on about things that churches can do to invest in their members not with the purpose that oh you know i'm a, i'm investing this member because he's going to invest in me but to lift them up because you know people that are lifted up in gratitude they'll definitely pay it forward and i think that's the point to to put in uh to develop a habit of giving and paying back giving and paying back and we see how god will glorify himself through that as well yeah definitely i mean kudos to him i think that was awesome um if you haven't checked out his messages and his teachings you can definitely do that go on youtube go on his website um you'll be really blessed by everything that um he is doing another uh story we have to talk about <laughs> of someone christian artist who's making headlines and she's been making headlines that we've been talking yeah. about her and yep. been talking about all the great things that she's been doing yes and since we've talked about the great things she's been doing we have to also talk about this headline yeah you know of recently what happened and it's christian singer lauren daigle um recently was in an interview and i'm going to read the headline um that was kind of put on this story and she the headline pretty much is Lauren Daigle doesn't know if homosexuality is a sin. So she was recently in an interview on iHeartRadio um, where she was a guest and it was a 10 minute telephone interview. And they asked her the question, um, do you feel that homosexuality is a sin? And her response was, quote, I can't honestly answer on that. In a sense, I have too many people that I love that they are homosexual. I don't know. I actually had a conversation with someone last night about it. I can't say one way or the other, I'm not God. So when people ask questions like that, that's what my go-to is. I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. Now, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> as you know, everybody got in their feelings they and some rightfully so yeah. you know to kind of feel a certain way and started writing blogs recording videos posting you know notes they commented all over her instagram feed i mean if you look at her comments on her videos they have nothing to do with the actual video anymore it's all about this interview yeah people bashing and people kind of you know really disappointed at what she said in this interview and the opportunity that she had to speak. Yep. So we have certain thoughts. Eddie, <laughs> do you want to go first? <laughs> um, no, I do. I think uh, what I will say to begin the conversation that off of face value, I can see why it is disappointing because we or people would expect for her to give a definitive answer. Um, and the fact that a definitive answer was not given is what I guess people feel 
um, I don't, I'm trying to, I don't want to say uh, people feel offended by it. Let's use that word. Since she didn't give a definitive answer, she didn't say yes, she didn't say no. Um, people are upset about that, and I think that you know, I think that that is the problem where she didn't give an answer and she didn't masterfully. Even if she didn't want to give an answer, and we spoke about this off air, there is a way to address the conversation to steer it where you don't come out of it looking bad at the end. And I think that one of the things that also makes her look bad is that you're giving the people expect that if you're using the Christian platform and you're a Christian artist and you're, you know, a Christian A, B, and C, that then you're supposed to have the answers to anything Christian related. I'm saying people, I'm not saying me, I'm just saying in general. And the fact that she admitted, I don't know, supposedly, quote unquote, she said, I don't know, I think also rubs people the wrong way, which is how don't you know? You're supposed to know this or whatever. So I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that go into her response where it left her open for not just one attack, but multiple. I just think it's so crazy because we've spoken about all the great things that she's been doing, you know, all the records she's been breaking, the impact she's had in radio, on TV that we haven't really seen from a Christian artist. Yes. And it's crazy because, you know, not to get too preachy, but the enemy sees that and sees the impact and sees the results. And at the end of the day, whether you believe she's doing the right thing, whether you believe she's a secular artist, Christian artist, her music glorifies God and points to God. Yep. You know, regardless if she mentions the name Jesus or says God, her music points to God and it's obvious. And I think that anytime you have someone that's making such impact in the generation, the enemy wants to knock that down. And I think it's so crazy that this man, whoever interviewed her, was only a 10-minute interview over the phone, and they spoke about numerous things. This was the last question, and this made the headline. It was almost as if these 10 minutes are just meant to create a headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the headline's going to destroy you, to ruin people's image of you, to have people be disappointed, you know? And that's the whole purpose of this headline and this interview right now. And it's not to be to think in a cynical way, but we do have to be aware that there are certain setups that the enemy does do, does do that way where, you know, you're looking at it. Oh, it's an opportunity. Oh, she's had multiple, con- you know, interviews done already. You know, this is just another interview, quote unquote. But there's times where the enemy is setting you up to see if he's going to catch you. And there's other times where maybe, you know, God is giving it to you as a test. I don't like always putting the blame on the devil. You know, the devil's always trying to get me. No, sometimes also maybe God is testing you to see how you will respond. So regardless of, uh, regardless of it, it was either a test or a trap. And I think that she didn't catch it. She didn't notice it. And I don't think she got a passing grade with how she responded. Yeah. And, you know, they asked her about her recent performance on Ellen. We know she got backlash over that. And she really she admitted that that was the first time in her career that she was genuinely getting criticized. Yeah. So before that performance, you know, she probably wasn't getting that much heat or that much negativity. negativity, you know, and now. She's being criticized and she says the second you step outside what people want for you, what people want you to do, the second you start to do what you feel you're supposed to do, you know, if it doesn't fall in line with what they want, that's when the criticism comes. And that's what she told, you know, the person that was interviewing her. And 
we completely are on her side when it comes to that. The yes. minute you are doing things that are out of the norm or people, you know, have never seen these things before, people be, are uncomfortable with change, you know, but there are certain things that you should be firm in. There are certain things that you should have a response for, even if you are not, um, let's say, giving the answer that the interviewer wants from you. Mm -hmm. The interviewer wanted a yes or no answer. Yeah. Do you think it's a sin? Yeah. And one thing I, you know, I'm not on any level to be interviewed or anything like that, but I believe the person being interviewed is always the one in control of the interview. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the question that's being asked, regardless of what they say, the interviewee has the right to answer the question, deflect the question, and drive the interview. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, do I believe that was a setup? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, do I believe that anytime there's someone like a Lauren Daigle that's on the charts, that's making impact, you know, that people almost put on a pedestal and begin to idolize, you know, is there always a setup that tries to, you know, create a down. headline and knock yeah. them down? Absolutely. Now, a 10-minute telephone interview, regardless if, let's say, she would have been on the phone with this man for 45 minutes, you know, do you think that he really would have aired the whole interview? Probably not, if it's mm -hmm. a certain segment, you know? Do I think that she was maybe caught off guard? Maybe this is the first time she was asked this question? You know, maybe. But it's like I said also, you know, being that she's going from show to show, interview to interview, she needs to be prepared. So whether she has yeah. a public publicist, a manager, or just plain old common sense, if you know that because of the times, because of the social issues, because of things that are happening in the headlines, what are the common topics? What are the things that everyone's talking about? Same-sex marriage, abortion, immigration, this. like. So you need to be prepared that if in any moment someone asks you a random question, let's say they would have asked her about the wall and Trump or whatever, randomly or whatever, you need to be prepared with at least a simple answer answer in the back of your you know in, the, in your back pocket to be able to reply so the fact that she responded the way that she re she responded says one of two things she was caught off guard and she didn't have an answer she wasn't prepared you know she didn't she didn't know or b she decided not to answer the question even though she knew because she didn't want to offend or she didn't want to you know um say something that would cause her negative um uh publicity yeah you know in my opinion this question is something that, like you said, it's so relevant right now. It's popular. People want, you know, to hear the Christian perspective on this because yeah. they know, they know. That's why they're asking. They you know. know. They know what the answer is. But they know it coming from an old school preacher, yes. from a pastor's that's 93. Like, you know, these are topics that Christians know coming from old school people right now that we have a new school person quote unquote they're trying to see okay how are you going to respond to this now that you're in your early 20s i don't know how old she is but i'm assuming she's in her 27 20s. yeah so she's in her 20s let me hear the 27 year old perspective on this someone who's popular someone yeah. who's on the charts yeah you know to me i believe you know her response was weak I believe that she could have had a stronger response. She could have, you know, gone the route of deflecting the question a little bit because it's so hard, you know, when you're giving an opportunity like this, she's someone that right now has the attention of so many people. And by her answering this question and saying, you know what? Yes, it is a sin. The Bible says it's an abomination. It's found in this verse and this, 
you know, would that have been effective? You know, would that have been the answer that he was looking for? And maybe not that he was looking for, but an answer that really would have done, you know, something else. In this case, she gave an answer that had a lot of negative publicity in the Christian realm. Yeah. You know, and Christians were upset. If she would have said, yes, it's a sin, Dada, and go down the whole thing, and this is what it needs, and you will not, and, and go through all of that, would she still have the ear of the world that she's trying to reach, you know? But that's, that is a fine line to teeter on because you want to be someone who, um, if you say you're representing Christ and, you know, you're Christ-centered, that you're not compromising the message. Right. So, you know, I think that what should have happened was that she should have answered honestly with wisdom. You know, there's a way to answer the question without being so, you know, and unfortunately, I know that there's a lot of hardcore, you know, super Christians out there that are like, no, she should have said it the way it is because the Bible is black and white. And yes is yes. And no, no. And all this other and stuff. And they or probably can't give you the verse to back up why. Yeah, but it's a sin, you know, but that that is also not the way to operate in all right. circumstances. Yes, there are certain circumstances where you do have to be like, no, yes or whatever. But there's other circumstances that you have to. Give the correct answer, but do it with wisdom and love. Right. To me, she should have said, listen, I stand with what the Bible says. Yeah. I, as a Christian, as a believer, I stand on the word of God. You know, I would have gone the love route. Yep. God calls me to love for God so loved the world. He didn't make any preference. He didn't give a body type, a culture, a race, a sexual orientation. He said the world, you know, he's called us to love the world. And that's my job, you know? I stand on what the Bible says. The Bible says to love. This is a conversation that, you know, takes more than just a 30 second answer yeah. and response. And I would have been honest, you know, with the interviewer had asked, well, can you just give a yes or no response? You know what? They do that to the biggest celebrities. Well, you know, are you married? Did you get married? Just tell us yes or no. Do you have someone in your life? And the biggest celebrities will stand their ground and say, no, I'm not going to answer that. No, I'm not going to answer that. The headline, like you said earlier, would have been Lauren Daigle refuses to, to answer. answer. Yeah. But you know what? Now it gives Lauren the opportunity to go on her own terms yeah. and give an answer, a thought out answer. Because, yes, this requires you to think mm -hmm. because, you know, you're not going to go with the first thing that comes out of your mouth. The first thing that you think, you know, and say it because you can hurt. You can offend. Now, does that mean we water down the truth and we compromise by saying, I don't know, I can't answer that? No. You know what? There's still a response. There is still something that you can say, like you said, using wisdom. You know, her response was weak. I don't think I don't think she fully represented, you know, the believer and the Christian, especially by saying, you know, one thing I didn't like, you know, was the fact that she would say, you know, um, so if you find out, let read me the know. Bible and find out for yourself, then let me know. Why aren't you reading? Yeah. You know, so it's almost like it, it she was pushed the response to yeah. people. Well, you find out the answer. When you find out, let me know. It was a bad deflect. It was I'm basically she's saying I'm not going to answer it. If you want to answer it, then go ahead and do it. That's that's how I receive it. I may be interpreted the wrong yeah. way, but that's how I got and it. And it's unfortunate because the headline says it all, you know, and all of that that she said 
pretty much the headline is she doesn't know if it's a sin. Yeah. Which, you know, if you are a car salesman and you are selling a certain type of car and that is the car you are selling, you should know everything about that car. And but for now, there to be a headline that says, you know, a Christian, a believer doesn't know an answer, not to a theological question, not to something, but to a question that is very relevant to this time period. It's not like it's something that, you know, is go that went on, you know, before her time or years ago. This is something that is in the news day in, day out. There are people listening to her music that deal with this you know she was just on a daytime television show ellen's show where people were already attacking her like you said this is something that she should have researched and expected yeah. to have asked you know is this wrong is this a sin yes I, I agree with that as well but i i i do think that then does it open up the conversation of maybe she actually doesn't know Maybe, you know, I and I think that I said this a little bit earlier also where people have the expectation that since she's a Christian artist, you know, she's a worshiper and all this stuff that she is. A, there's a certain level of preparedness. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but that's how I'm going to say it. Preparation. Preparation that she's supposed to have. You know, if you're out there and you're doing the God's work, that means that you went to theology school and that means that you did this and that means that you did that and you know the word or whatever. Quite possibly, maybe she doesn't like there's a chance that maybe she's just a singer maybe she's just a worshiper like maybe that's all you know she's ever done like she's never she's never dived deeper than that like she knows god she knows his love she knows his movement through worship and you know that's her platform and that's what she does there's a possibility that beyond that she really hasn't never delved in to anything else and is that unfortunate yes and you know and i think it's and i the reason why it's unfortunate in my opinion is because then you're not as well rounded as i think that you need to be in order to be even more effective you know she's being effective with her gift as it is which is awesome but then now you're kind of like stuck in this place where yeah. you know when you're given tough questions or when you're given questions or you know opportunities to speak on things or is your answer always going to be, I don't know. Like, that's not that's not what I'm into. Like, I'm yeah. into singing and worshiping and exalting God. But when it comes to everything else, you know, that's not really my thing. And this is the perfect opportunity for us to see, okay, what can we learn from this? Yeah. And I think, you know, people were hitting me up, messaging me. And I think that it showed that a lot of times we put these people up on pedestals and we yeah. idolize them. We see someone making impact and all of a sudden it's Lauren this, Daigle that, everything is all about this person and we forget they're human. Yeah. We forget that just two years ago, she was kind of you know fighting and breaking and trying to get her music out there and trying to you know get people to listen and all of that just even years before that you know where all of a sudden i have to say i think not that it happened overnight but it happened very quickly mm -hmm. that her music really went out Exploded. there and created yeah, impact yeah. you know and not for nothing at the end of the day she's human yeah. where this could have been the first time she was asked this question. And I'm sure maybe the next time she'll, she'll reference this question if mm. she's kind of, you know, savvy. into that and savvy <laughs> and mention this and kind of retract certain things or fix certain things. Yeah. But, 
you know, we have to be careful that we don't take these people and put them up on pedestals and make them higher than who they really are and what they really are. You know yep. what? God gave them a gift. God will hold them accountable for that gift, but they're not God, yes. you know? And the, you know, if you were extremely offended, upset, distraught, throwing away your Lauren Daigle CDs, burning <laughs> shirts and throwing DVDs away and all this stuff, unsubscribing, unfollowing, then you need to check yourself. Yeah. Because the issue is not Lauren Daigle. The issue is you. Yeah, and even those people that maybe they didn't go the length of throwing out or deleting her songs, but now are sitting confused or they're like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I think? You know, I'm so confused. You know, that says a lot for you. Like, reevaluate who you're standing firm on. The person that's supposed to be our rock is Christ. Christ is who we're supposed to be standing firm on. That no matter what wind comes, what wave comes, what situation, storm or whatever, as long as we're standing firm in him, nothing will knock us over. But the minute we replace Christ with anything else, it could, it could, in this situation, we're talking about Lauren Daigle, so it's her, but it could be anything else. The minute you replace your foundation with something else or someone else, man, you're standing on sand. Like the minute that wave hits you, that's it. You're losing your footing. And that's, you know, that's why it's, it's, it's great to have role models. It's great to have people you look up to. It's great to have people that inspire you. Yes, you know, it's, you know that, that, that's awesome to have that, to have those people that you look up uh, as examples of maybe, you know, you want to be in that level. You want to be used the way that that person is being used or you want to do uh, what that person is doing. But be careful to not have them be the rock that you're standing on because the minute little things like this happen you know we see that all that time where we and and maybe in our realm we see that a lot uh we or we've seen that a lot where you know you have an evangelist who is amazing crazy doing miracles and you know preaching and you know um awesome 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 and you have these people that you know put them on this pedestal that the minute that that evangelist or that preacher slips up and does something human because that's the other thing in our Christian realm. We're very quick to lift people up and we're very quick to knock them right yep. back down. Like the same ferocity, the same like craziness that people hype people up. They come in and they attack them as well. So we see that Christian person, that evangelist or whoever who we were so hype about and we were so crazy for. And they were, oh, man, that's a man of God. That's the anointed one or whatever. And the minute they do something human. We're so quick to destroy them. And because the person that you idolize, your role model, did something human, all of a sudden you're like lost. You don't know what to do. Like I, I've never understood that. And maybe that just says a lot about myself. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing that I've never had a role model or someone that I placed in a pedestal like that to be like, oh, my God, you know, they messed up. So my world is over, yeah. you know, but if you're if you are that person, then reevaluate yourself check yourself and be sure that god is your center that god that christ is the one that you're standing on because he's never gonna fail you he's never gonna do something that is gonna put you in a place like oh my god i'm so confused i yeah. don't know what to do and at the end of the day like we said she's human you know does that mean you stop listening to her music does that mean you know you say all christian artists are sellouts they're no. compromising no you know what let her be yeah. Let her have that, you know, moment with God where who knows, you know what? She may have had this whole moment with God and God has, you know, told her a few things and she has a whole way of fixing this whole situation. You know, we don't we don't know. 
You know, the important thing is that, you know, we have to remember what Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Our eyes need to be fixed on him. He's the one that writes our story. He's the one that's our beginning, our end, the author and finisher of our faith. Not what a Christian artist does, a Christian celebrity, not the latest trend, you know, looking at Jesus who never changes. You know, it could be today it's Lauren Daigle saying this, tomorrow it's somebody else doing something getting photographed and you're completely distraught and wrecked over it yeah you know our focus needs to be on jesus remembering that all of these people all of these artists these preachers and teachers are simple instruments of god vessels of god that you know at the end of the day are human have flaws are learning okay i think if we were to give anybody of any one of those people who had a comment under her post you know bashing her if we were to give them a microphone and a platform they couldn't say their abcs you know what i yeah. mean or if and, they, or they would go into rants that would be more negative than positive right. you know because people like to be you know people confuse authority with being bullies mm -hmm. and you know oh, the authority of the lord the power of god you know that he gives me allows me to say this and you know yes the authority that god gives us does allow us to do crazy unimaginable things but the ego that's yeah. coming forth right now it needs to calm down and yeah. take several seats as someone would say so you know that that's where it gets uh a little uh um I like to say crazy, but you know, I think that what we should be doing is you also use this as an opportunity for you to reflect. What if you at work or, you know, at school or whatever, you know, someone came up to you with a question it doesn't even have to be the same question, but just think of the social economic things that are happening in the United States or in your own country, wherever you're listening to us at, you know, if somebody was to come and ask you a question in reference to those things and ask you, you know, what do you think God would say? Or what does the Bible say about this? Or what does the Bible say about that? Are you prepared to answer that? And not just throw out Bible verses like a crazy person that just has these Bible verses recycled, but in a way that is understanding of what you're saying and is also loving and is also going to be something that is going to uh, uh, be of impact to the person that is listening to you. And not in a negative way, but be of impact. And yeah, there's certain things that you have to tell people that, you know, is not what they would want to hear. But when it is done the right way, even if it's the worst thing they, they, they were not expecting to hear, but if it's done lovingly and it's done with wisdom and it's done with God's grace, man, they're going to walk away being impacted by that. That's why it's important that we use these opportunities, these situations, not to just bash Lauren Daigle, to bash whoever, but be like, man, you know, if I was in her shoes, would I have answered any better than she did? That's the question. Definitely. Um, you know, like you said, let's take this time to sit back, reflect and really think about are we able to defend what we believe in? Do we have the biblical foundation? Do we know our verses? Do we know where these things are found? Or are we simply just repeating what we've been told over and over again? You know, it's kind of an uncomfortable topic, an uncomfortable story, especially with all that she has been doing. Yeah. But again, you know, say a little prayer for her prayer for her that, you know, she really uh, just feel peace in her heart and just find a way to kind of make this right for those who may be, you know, distraught, upset and creating even more of an issue over what she said. But I also think that it could be an opportunity for her, you know, to show her humanness, be like, all right, I messed up or maybe I should have answered this differently or whatever the situation is, but to keep moving. 
You know what I mean? Like, keep working, keep moving, keep doing God's work, keep, you know, uh, ministering, keep using your platforms and all this other stuff or whatever, you know. And I think that as Christians, as people that may, that listen to her music, if you listen to her music and support her ministry, that we don't just up and abandon her. Like, why would, like, that makes no sense. That the minute that someone made a human error or did something they weren't supposed, oh, that's it, that's it, they're, they're, I'm deleting their music, you can't play her songs, anytime the song comes on the radio, I'm changing it. Like, that's not the mentality that we're supposed to be having. So, you know, with that being said, remember that we should always have Christ as our rock. It's great to have people as role models. If anyone you know in your church, a leader, or, or even yourself made a mistake, did something that you weren't supposed to do or said something, incorrectly or whatever it's okay and it's okay in the sense that acknowledge that i should have done it better fix it if you can fix it but keep moving forward don't allow the enemy to use a simple situation or trap that he may be set up or test that you failed to hold you back from being better in the lord and thank you again for tuning in to our um latest episode be sure to tune in next wednesday every wednesday we release a new episode christmas is just around the corner we're gonna have a christmas little episode we'll have a new year's episode so um definitely we have a few exciting things coming up you can contact us at godlifeculture at gmail.com follow us on facebook and instagram at godlifeculture podcast and um, we look forward to hearing from you yeah, so thank you once again for tuning in to a new episode of God Life Culture. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.